This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, our boys start day two of their adventurous job. So one thing I noticed now that I'm running two adventure paths at the same time, which I don't think I've ever done before. I run adventure paths pretty much non-stop, but I've never really run two continuously at the same time, is that they are really different. The circus one is a lot of role-playing, a lot of downtime, a lot of circus management, while Edgewatch is really very fast adventuring as well as mystery and clue gathering. And I tell you right now, because we're way, way ahead of what you're listening to, we are probably, I don't know, maybe like 15 episodes past what you're going to listen to today. And it is all coming together beautifully. Every single thing you are hearing in all these adventures is all coming together in a neat little bow. And I myself am just stunned at how well it's all tying together and everything is making sense. But what I'm just amazed is also just how different they are because this adventure is non-stop. I mean, think about that. Think about what they did in one day and there was no time for rest. And I really like that. I love adventures that make the characters move forward and force them to make tough decisions. I don't know if I've said this in the past, but I used to be in game development and I used to go to GDC, that's the Game Developers Conference, and I used to go to all the talks with Sid Meier's and Will Wright and Peter Molyneux and all the visionaries, every single who's who, you name it, I used to see their talks. And they used to always talk about difficult decisions. And what makes their games so captivating is that you have 10 decisions that you need to make but you only have time to do two or three of them. And every time you have to make the decision, you have to not just make a decision, but then make a decision based on the limited amount of time you have. And that is the secret to not only their games, but actually some of the best worker placement board games. For those of you who play board games out there, the really, really good worker placement board games do the exact same thing where you have too many things you want to do and not enough actions. Well, that is also something you can translate to role-playing games. It's not that hard as long as you know what you're doing and you're aware that you're doing it. And I am very much aware of what I'm doing. It is that I am giving them too much to do. And you're really going to see it this week where I am giving them too many things and they really have to figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it and come together as a group. 
And that always drives me crazy when people are like, oh, you're railroading them. Because in a way, yeah, this adventure, believe it or not, is very linear. And I hate to tell you, most adventures actually are linear. They are railroaded. I don't think it's the adventure itself that is the railroad. I think it's the GM and how they present the information to the characters that makes it railroady. This has a very specific structure. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And guess what? Everyone who plays this is more or less going to go in the same direction. But if you give them all the information at once and you give them too much information, then they get to partake in the order in which the information is tackled. They feel like they actually are making a difference and they are actually in charge of the story and moving it forward. In reality, they are not. They are not in charge of the story. In fact, the order more or less doesn't matter. All that matters is they get from point A to B to C to D, but whether they go from point A and then take a whole bunch of detours and then get to point B and take a whole bunch of detours and then get to point C doesn't matter from my point of view. So that is how I run my adventures as well as this one. This one is really lending itself really well to this play style. And later on, you're gonna see more of this because it is really going to start branching out where there's just a lot of things. In fact, we just played last night and I was just sitting there listening to them discuss for like 15 minutes what they wanted to do. And they just had too many options. They just had so many options. They're working it out. And the nice thing is I'm sitting there while they're discussing it. I'm thinking how I'm going to handle each one because I'm thinking, okay, if they do this one, I'm going to do this. And it makes it fun for everyone. It makes it fun for the players because they get all these decisions to make and then they can decide the order which they want to tackle those decisions. And me as a GM, I really got to be on my toes. I have to make sure that I can respond to what they're going to do and move the story forward and give them just enough information to keep them going without giving them too much information where it sort of like screeches to a halt or forces their hand too quickly. And it's it's been great. This is actually one of my favorite adventures I think I've ever run, period, end of story. It is amazing story, really fascinating environment, Lots of opportunity to buy things, magic items, anything you want. They're in a big city. And even just the environment of playing, you know, officers of the law in a truly good society where they can be upstanding citizens and that they can actually play fantasy characters. It's just, it's just so much fun. I'm really having a great time. And I know these guys are really enjoying themselves. And it really comes out in the play. You hear it when they're playing. You hear it from my voice. Like everyone is having an amazing time. Now, I'm not dissing the other podcast, of course, the Circus Podcast. The Circus Podcast is very, very different. As I say, Circus Podcast is very much a family podcast. Everyone is family there. There's a lot of role playing. There's a lot of family dynamics. And that is another secret, by the way. I'll talk about that one. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do a double header. On the Circus Podcast, I'm going to talk about that dynamic, which is why, think about this, every single hit TV show has to do with family. Think about that. There's a reason. And why that one is family structured, and this one is action structured. And this is not a mistake on my part. 
this was all done on purpose. So you have two different podcasts and two different approaches. But you're going to see a lot of that this week. You're going to see lots of decisions, tough decisions, and it's going to start, well, I like to call it the avalanche. Like once they start going down that hill, that's it. They got to just keep on riding down that avalanche and hopefully steer it in the right direction because it's just going to keep going with or without them. You're going to see a lot this week. So hopefully you got something out of all of that. Let's get to this week's show notes. So show notes, I don't really have a lot going on right now. It's kind of a quiet time of year. In fact, Jason asked me if there was anything to review, and I said no. He finished all of his hardcover books, so we don't have another Pathfinder hardcover book coming out for a couple more months. So we got that. We are starting on the RPG Superstar. I have several of the monsters edited. Actually, just to let you know who's doing it is Patrick Rennie. Patrick Rennie from Paizo. He is the lead editor for the RPG Superstar. He is going through all the monsters. He loves monsters. He's doing every single one. He's going in, cleaning them up, making them Paizo specific, making them Paizo standardization, if you will. And we are also starting getting all the artwork together. So that's probably what I'll do every week. I'll give you a little update on RPG Superstar. So we're starting on getting artwork, starting on the editing the monsters. It's going really, really well. Also, we've been getting a lot of new patrons. It's really fun. If you join, you can listen to the episodes early for five bucks or for 10 bucks. You can actually watch us play every week. Right now, we have a pretty set schedule. We play Sundays, Circus, Monday, Edgewatch. And you know what? Everyone's been playing Among Us. Everyone I know has been playing it. And it's a fun game. I mean, I love playing Werewolf, especially at Gen Con. Gen Con is like great at night when you just want to sit down and play some werewolf so i've been playing that forever so i thought maybe we'll do some games with the patrons and some of the role for combat people who i reckon get together and we'll just play some games every so often and maybe turn that into a regular thing so for as little as two bucks you can become a patron and play among us and other games if you want uh i don't know when i'm gonna do this but you know soon very soon. I'm going to probably start this. And you guys can do it too on your own. It doesn't just have to be us. If you want to start a game and see if any of us want to join, go right ahead. I'm going to try to start this and then we'll go from there and uh, see how that goes. And also, don't forget, do check out Jason's column every single week. He does a big recap of every single episode. And I know Jason is also having a really good time with this adventure. It is a lot of fun. But with that, let's get to this week's exciting show and level two. The last we left off, you had the longest first day on the job ever. You walked the beat, you broke up some fights, you killed some skeletons, you chased down thieves, and then that was just a warm-up. Then you actually had to go to the zoo, and you had to rescue people, put down animals, rescue more people, bring everything under control. And then finally, after a full day of adventuring, so much so that you actually gained a level. You gained a level in one day, one day of adventuring. I think that qualifies as a lot of adventuring. You are back, you're resting up, and then you're gonna wake up bright and early to start day two. That's right, day two. Although I guess day zero was the bar fight, so I'll say that's day zero. So this is day two of the adventure. So with that, 
is there anything you want to buy? We did a couple of things offline real quick. A whole bunch of people got plus one stuff. Gomez bought about 10 trillion scrolls. And Lomag bought some healing potions and even lesser healing potions. The the good stuff, as we call it, because he he does not want to die. He does yeah, not want I mean, to the, die. It's, it's, it's actually worth it. Chris Beamer is playing Lo Mang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. How much is a good how much was the good stuff? John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. Twelve gold. I have fifteen. Uh, it heals so it heals two D eight plus five versus one D eight. That's really good. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. All right, I have 15 gold in burning in uh, Dougie's pocket. <laughs> you want no, no, Dougie, you have 25 gold burning in your pocket. Oh, I, the chart you sent today had 15, I thought. No, you have 25, Basil has 20, Lomang has 6, and Gomez has 5 coppers to his name. 5 copper pieces. Oh, do I have 5 copper or 5 silver? Do I have 5 copper? Copper. Oh, I have wow. copper in my character. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 have, I have two coppers to rub together. I will take two of those potions then, Steve. I can Okay. Two lesser healings coming right up. All right. Um, Good thing they're feeding us for free. Otherwise, Gomez would be in some trouble. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. You had me at the plus five. That, yeah, two D eight plus five. That's yeah. Uh, the two D eight that basically means two, and then the five is like the five is worth at least one. That's yeah, like, yeah. So instead of healing yeah. one, you will heal seven when you use them, John. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, now Dougie has one gold, two yeah, silver, I'm... five copper. So there's a hundred copper and a silver, right? Uh, no, 10, 10, oh, copper 10, 10, and 10, right. right? 10, 10, and 10. So it's like yen. They're going to throw uh, the Electrum pieces into the mix. I don't Yeesh. think Electrum is in Pathfinder second edition. I don't think they had no. Wasn't that the one that was worth like two gold or it's something? It's worth like half a gold, gold yeah. I think, isn't it? It's one of those. Either worth two or half. It was so worthless and stupid. I don't know why they did that. Seth should know that. It was like, yeah, they got rid of it pretty. Like, I think they had it in three point five. They got rid of it fast. Yeah. Anyhow, actually, Steve, I think I'd like to spend an equal amount on one of those good healing potions because okay. I, too, I too would like to stay alive. I sense a lot of gift certificates being handed out at the end of this buying session because you all are going to have one to two, three gold pieces left, all on gift certificates. Hey, apparently we're going to just level up and get another big bucket of gold today. It's it's one level per day, right? It's pretty much one level a day. And you just keep, you were raking in the gold. In fact, in this adventure, you managed to get a level one, a total of 241 gold pieces. That is way beyond normal. That is like light years beyond what you normally are supposed to get. I don't even know if our other podcast has that much gold after playing for half a year. 
and you did it in like three sessions. Okay, but they're like they're they're circus people. They don't make a lot of money. They're carnies. They're carnies. Yeah. And, and we've just kicked off the podcast wars. <laughs> <laughs> Those carnies are so poor. We should do a crossover where we roust them. Yeah, well, the cops break up the Circus of Wayward Wonders. <laughs> yeah, we've seen these circuses before. They're always we trouble. Gotta, we gotta check their license. Are their papers in order? Might happen. Might happen. Sa- save that for save that for PaizoCon next year. So, you guys... Oh, and do you want to go through the plethora of scrolls that Gomez bought? If we say no, will we do it anyway? Well, that was Seth. Oh, yeah, it's it it's, it's actually it's, it's yeah. Let it be a surprise. It's, it's pretty easy. I bought I bought I got I got a bunch of heels and some other random things. There you go. Plethora of scrolls. That's all you need to know. Heels and random other things. Well, let it be a surprise. But here, I'll give a hint. He has two bandoliers, and they're filled to the brink with scrolls and potions. And so what's had, the advantage with a bandolier? The bandolier allows you to spend one action to take it out, as long as it's light. So you always want a bandolier, uh, if also for healing, because there's some rules in Pathfinder 2nd Edition that work like the English language, and that they break the rules in one specific way and no other way. And if you're using tools, you can draw them as a free action out of a bandolier for such as battle medicine, but only tools, nothing else gets that magical uh, withdraw it for free. I know, it's weird. But otherwise, it would be one action to pull out your healing tools and then a second action to do battle medicine, which is pointless because battle medicine is something you want to do in one action. You want to make sure you heal very quickly. So they, they said, okay, well, if you have a bandolier and you got the healing tools, then battle medicine is one action. So um, that's why I want to say that. Dougie has now a bandolier. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I already had a bandolier. You probably all on. had it because yeah, it's part of like a standard kit. Okay, it's part so. of the standard kit. You probably oh, all that's had funny. It. Yeah. Now, most people don't give a crap in the hand wave all of this, but I'm not most people. So. I like the bandolier. It looks cool also. Yeah, it looks cool. Who doesn't oh, sure. want a bandolier? Yeah. So um, is there anything else you wish to do before we start the morning after day two? Are there any major magic items that I can afford with a gold piece? Negative. Okay. One gold piece. No more. Then nothing. <laughs> well, if you sell your mall, <laughs> you no. can go into Hawk. You know, I think there's some uh, pretty good interest rates in the town. And that's the thing that Dougie got. He got a uh, plus one uh, rune for his mall uh, since our uh, blacksmith friend uh, fixed him up with chainmail and um, the mall. So big old wooden mall. Big old wooden mall with some big old runes on it. Two-handed. So, alright. I guess let's start day two of the adventure. You wake up next morning. You feel a little achy. Those of you who are bitten by the cockatrice, you feel like you mostly got rid of all the stiffness. Maybe a little bit's left in your joints, but you know. You feel good. You feel good. You feel powerful. You feel level two. You get up first thing in the morning, get dressed, have some breakfast. And then Sergeant Olo ushers you right to the lieutenant, where he's sitting there against his desk 
with his arms crossed, sizing you up. What do you do? Reporting for duty, sir. I, I act appropriately. If I'm supposed to salute, I salute. If yeah, I'm, yeah attention, I'm not sure what, uh, Is that normal? You don't know. It's only your second day on the job. You you have no idea. You think that you should probably go in and uh, well, I'm saluting. snap to attention. Yeah, I'll stand to attention. And try yeah, to me too. lose my balance when I stand to attention. He looks at you all, sizing you up. And after a moment, he grunts and holds up a newspaper and a report. And he says, well... Olo's report says you didn't screw up the menagerie call too badly. He then throws the newspaper at the ground at your feet. I see you even got into the paper. The local rag eyes on Absalon. You look down at the paper. And sure enough, eyes on Absalon has a headline that says, A day at the zoo gone horribly wrong and there's a grossly inaccurate picture of you aka the edge watch fighting off a crocodile at the zoo with other people watching with penguins watching you fight it off and it looks like the crocodile is holding some poor innocent man's leg in its mouth. And you're doing your job at beating the crocodile over its head with your little billy club. Now, of course, there were no crocodiles. And all those penguins died, except for one. But other than that, it looks fairly accurate. And of course, the Edge Watch looked nothing like what you look like. Because, you know, they, they're just they're just like doing some rough sketches. <laughs> I, I, I like the snappy uniform, though. The uniforms look accurate, though. Oh, yes. Very dapper. Mm-hmm. He, he, he uh, waits a moment as you're all looking at the uh, Eyes of Absalom paper, and then he gruffly grunts, but don't let that go to your heads. We've got bigger problems than a couple of escaped pets. While you're busy playing Catch the Cockatrice, Someone stole one of the exhibits. Some device called the Grave Raker. Broad daylight, thousands of pounds of magical excavator. And it's just gone. Gone right under our noses. He shakes his head in disgust. I've got my best people. No, not you. Double shifts until we figure out who took it. How in the hells they pulled that off? But until then... Someone else is going to have to shovel all of this. And he waves the report in his hand at the stacks of similar papers on his desk. He flips through it and he says, It says here you reported some missing persons, a wandering wizard, and some randy zookeepers. Well, half the reports on my desk are all about the same thing. Now I can't have my top detectives chasing down every runt who didn't hold mommy's little hand at the fair. So instead I'm putting you on it. Track down these strays and see if there's more here than just a bunch of drunks and runaways. And for Abadar's sake, don't mess it up. Or I'll have you investigating the latrines and the holding cells till they shine like the first vault. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah, all right. All right. What you waiting for? Dismissed. And he, like, 
like throws the reports at your uh, chest. Dougie catches them, all of them, all twenty of them. Sir, right. yes, sir. Let's go do some research. Yes, to right, the we get, uh, we get the hell out of there. Yes, to the research uh, facility. Uh, so Sergeant Olo picks you up from the lieutenant's desk and will debrief you more thoroughly <laughs> now that you have your assignment. He says, ah, oh, you guys did a good job. Look at that. In the paper, in your first day and everything. Let me tell you, he might not say it, but the lieutenant was mighty proud that you made the paper. Making us look good, I tell you. Well, we're, we're, tr- we're doing our best. Is there always going to be this much press coverage? Well, Maybe. This is the Radiant Festival. I imagine there's going to be some coverage, but something like an escaped zoo and cockatrices and lions and tigers and all that stuff you fought. And there was an owlbear in someone's store and there was a rust monster. I mean, that stuff's pretty crazy, even for Absalom. So, yeah, maybe. But you did good. And oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know we were able to take anyone, including that poor merchant who was uh, petrified. We're able to turn them back in the flesh. We even managed to turn some of those little rats and animals back in the flesh, so they're all taken care of. Oh, and that kid you rescued, by the way, I forgot to say, we uh, sent him back uh, with a group that was heading back to his hometown, so we're going to reunite him with his family, so you don't have to worry about him. So, I was looking over these reports, and the first thing you should do is probably start with the Dragonfly Pagoda. There's a whole crew of workers there, five specialist stonemasons, from Kai, who went missing around the same time two nights ago. In addition to them being the most egregious of disappearances, the Pagoda's architects have enough influence to get Levarius's superiors breathing down his neck and give him heartburn. So uh, I suggest that's where you go first, because five people in one place might as well kill a lot of birds with one stone. You got any questions before you head off? We'll get, um, we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, where we, I assume we know where that is. Yeah, and in fact, again, it's another one of the, you know, exhibits here. And it's in the Precipice Quarter. And it's going to be one of the highlights of the Radiant Festival. But it's still under construction, and it's not quite open yet. So, Is there a specific person we should make contact with there, or just generally ask questions? Oh no, good good question. Yeah, you should talk to the lead the lead architect. Her name is Ama Umi. She's the chief architect and she's the head of construction and she should be there and uh, point you out to the right people to talk to. So I guess, I guess let's follow that. Let's yeah, let's, let's track down lead. leads. I have my magnifying glass and I'm Jason, the like I, it's probably it's, I mean it's probably outside the scope of this beginning of the next part of the adventure, but like your guy has specific abilities to uncover additional information from documentation and things like that, right? Like your investigator. Uh, it's not that explicit, but I do get pluses if I'm on a case, if I have a, a certain person or subject designated as the target of my investigation, I get pluses on checks. So that might apply to reading documents and trying to figure out things from documents. It's not explicitly you can decide. Though I think there are feats related specifically to like deciphering writing and examining documents and things like. That. There's I I remember seeing a feat like you could like have a shot at deciphering writing even if it's like upside down or held in someone's hand or you know you could kind of like get a quick look at it and re- read it and stuff like that. Uh, there are some tricks there, but 
I think for now it's just kind of a plus one on a roll. So let's review. Uh, do we have we have several cases to follow up on? The first case is what missing workmen, and we're going to talk to the foreman. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, and then we have the two cases kind of left over from our patrol yesterday. The one would be tracking down the carnival the menagerie owner and his girlfriend and the other would be potentially looking into that kid who is looking for his master his his master correct so you can head on over to the dragonfly pagoda and while you are heading over you can flip through the case reports real quick if you want yes i don't really know how to read but so sure enough you head on over, and, it, you know, again, everything's pretty close to each other. The station was purposely built in the middle of the festival, so you can quickly get anywhere fairly quickly. So, you know, it takes about 20 minutes for you to get there. While you're heading on over, the only thing that Basil notices is that... Uh, the only thing you notice in common is that everyone... They all went missing in the last month... They were all visitors to the city. None were residents. That's the only thing you notice so far that sticks out to you. Other than that, there is no connection that you can see. They're from all walks of life. Some are old, some are young, some are families. There's a merchant. All humans? No. One's human, one's halfling, another one's human, another one's dwarven. Another one's gnome, all over the place. No, there's nothing common. So, right now, it's a little too disjointed for you to figure out. But with that, you get to the Dragonfly Pagoda. And you see an enormous structure in front of you. And it looks like the beginnings of, well, a dragonfly with enormous wings made out of glass and wood. The entire pavilion is approximately 150 feet long, maybe 70 feet wide, and currently it's two stories and goes up about 50 feet. And it is in, well, a lot of disrepair from what you can see. And there is also a large group standing around the Dragonfly Pagoda. And they're all sort of mumbling. And there appears to be a lot of people staring at it. And no one is going anywhere near it. Something appears to be really off about this whole scene. What kind of disrepair is this? Like weathering or damage? It's under construction. And you can't really tell because it's under construction and some of it is constructed some of it looks like it's half constructed okay it also looks well like, it's new okay right it's old all everything right. here is new and this thing's okay. brand new all right and and with that a woman walks over to you and says hi there and sure enough it's a female human and she says oh oh are you the watch were you sent to take care of this oh i'm thank yes, you yes ma'am for coming here we're having a real problem with the hostages. Wait, hostages? hostages? What? What hostages? This this was 
How, you, were, wait, you were sent to take care of negotiating to get the hostages out, right? I mean, that's why you're here. We thought well, we they were, were missing yeah, workers. We were told they were missing. They weren't necessarily told they were hostages. Can you explain what's a little bit more about what's going on? Yeah, so you slow down and start from the beginning, if you could. Oh, missing workers, hostages. What is going on, I tell you? This project is cursed. Oh, okay. So... Let me let me let me start from the beginning. So again, I'm a I'm Ama Omi. I'm the delegation's chief architect and the head of construction. And uh, we we've been really rushing to complete this temple. What you see in front of you, it's going to be a seven-story structure, and we've barely started on the second story, and the festival's already begun. So we we did our best to try to speed up our construction so we made some uh, unconventional hiring choices so uh we we decided to add a second shift that can work at night so we figured you know why don't we uh, get some cobalts because they're supposed to be really good at construction and they can see in the dark so we recruited this gang of cobalts called the uh, stone scales from uh, absalon's undercity and i'm, I'm uh, taking notes of all this and uh, we we uh, put them to work with uh, several McKinians on the night shift, but they were they were they were really causing a lot of trouble. And uh, you know the McKinians were having a, a lot of trouble working overtime and and working to get the project done on time. And the goblins just made things much worse. So last night. Uh, they they kidnapped some of the non the non kobold members of the night shift, and, and they barricaded themselves inside the temple, and, and they're refusing to leave or release the prisoners until their demands are met. But no, 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 none of us know what the demands are. But they're like throwing rocks at us. No one can get anywhere near the temple. And uh, there was two entrances. There's the front entrance and the back entrance. But they destroyed the staircase, so we can't get into the back. So I, I don't know. I figured you're gonna come here. Hopefully, you know, intervene, uh, get the workers back, and uh, you know, you can, you can, you know, help us out. Can I get the names and descriptions of the workers? That are, are uh, being helpful. sure sure so she gives you the names and descriptions of right, well, i can speak draconic which is the cobalt tongue i believe is that right they, that's right isn't that right taking hostage by goblins or kobolds. 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 The, so, the, so the night shift is dissatisfied so what i hear is the night shift is dissatisfied with their arrangements and uh did a little bit of worker strike with with get, grabbing some of the other workers as leverage yeah, and in fact, Basil hears off in the distance, in broken common, Basil hears Merc, Mep, Mep, Merc, equal pay or we won't work. Merc, Mep, Mep, Merc, equal pay or we won't work. It's like a little chant coming from the uh, from the pagoda. Huh. Interesting. And there was a back way into the pagoda that she mentioned? Yeah, so as you can see... The pagoda has this, uh, this main entrance, a beautiful arcing front stairs, and it was designed that you walk through the pagoda and you get to experience 
uh, McKinian culture. And as you walk through, you can see various aspects of our culture and the temple and our music. And then, of course, there's a gift shop. And then uh, on the east side, there's two exits. So that's how you would exit the temple. But those have been destroyed, unfortunately. Well, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go take a little closer look. Uh, also, I'm going to, if that's enough information, I'm going to put the uh, missing slash hostages as my target of my investigation, as my pursue a lead. So if I need to... Can you do it for six people? Or I thought it's only one person. I'll pick one person. I mean, if there's one person that she gave a pretty good description of, I'll use that person. Okay. Well, she does also go on to one more thing, and she says, oh, um, a few more things that might be useful. Uh, the leader who is actually very reasonable and does speak common. Her name is Sherrick. I don't know where she is in all of this. I haven't seen her, but maybe you can talk to her and find her. She's actually quite reasonable and quite easy to deal with. I am wondering if maybe the workers did this on their own. I don't know what's going on, but they're serious. Oh, a few more things I really want to make sure you understand. Um, First of all, as you can see, the building is made out of wood and paper. It's really, really flammable. You oh, Apsilonians are accustomed <laughs> to brick and mortar, so I'll offer you this advice. Fire and McKinney architecture don't mix. So be really careful with open flames. Uh, also, if you find any uh, loose valuables or things in there, feel free to uh, requisition any of it if it'll help you with your investigation. Um, and uh, I also I have a blueprint if, if you think that would be helpful if you want. Couldn't oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to do it mentally. I'm going to do, I guess, maybe a nature check and try to remember, do kobolds have breath weapons? So kobolds do speak common and draconic. You remember that. They do have dark vision. They usually don't have breath weapons but they're very skilled at a few things snares traps and construction <laughs> they're very good at all three very good all right so that's a lower chance that they'll be breathing fire but not zero is there no. any visible Unless, of course i'm wrong open window in the structure that might be climbed up to so let me explain to you what you were seeing in front of you. To the west, you see an area of front stairs, which rises up into the fountain pavilion. That's 10 feet off the ground. This whole thing is built on stilts. So this whole building here is on 10 feet off the ground. This building, the second building, is open. There's like a lattice work. And it's open to the sky. She goes on to explain that's the atrium. So it's uh, built to bring in the sky to let the plants grow. And then the rest of it is all covered. Except for all the way in the east. All the way in the east, that whole area there. That's all opened up. There's a lot of open area. But that area to the east is 20 feet up in the air. So there are stilts. And yeah, you could, in theory, climb up the side. And all the walls are made out of paper and reinforced wood. It's very, like, Japanese architecture. So you can just go right through it if you wanted to. <laughs> it's uh, 
Yeah. Ha. Huh. That's an option for Dougie. He is uh he can climb. He can climb. I, I have a suggestion. My suggestion is this is I go in alone and I scout. I go in, I go in alone uh, to listen to their demands and to check on the state of health of the hostages and try to diplomatize my way in to get a good look around and find out what the hell their, their end of the story is. And, but more importantly, to find out like where they are in the structure. So if we have to go in after them, we actually know what we're going into. Uh, then I come back, I relate that information, and we decide how we want to proceed. Are we just going to like bust in there and try to dungeon it, or do we negotiate? I suggest you do hostage negotiation. Right, exactly. I want to do hostage negotiation with the primary uh, concern being to uh, get the lay of the land. I don't know if they're just going to let you in there. You might have to do it from out here. That's, that, that's what the diplomacy is for. Diplomacy is, is to talk my way in. If I fail to talk my way in, I fail to talk my way in. But I'm going to try to talk my way in. Where'd Dougie go? Oh, there he is. Uh, I was just want, I'm mingling with the crowd. Uh, can I get a perception check to see if I overhear anything that they may have said? Uh... Sure. Yeah, the crowd has been gathering around. And they're just, you know, fascinated by everything that's going on here. It's obviously chaos. It sounds like there were stones being thrown and crossbow bolts shot at anyone who tried to approach too close. So everyone's keeping their distance and they're eagerly awaiting the city watch to go in and turn into pin cushions. I mean, to uh, actively uh, negotiate the hostage release. We'll see how it goes. Well, let's, I'm, I'm willing to let Gomez take a first crack at it. We should probably be oh, close. Yeah. We should probably be close and let, just in case they freak out and attack him or anything. I agree. Yeah, and if they and honestly, if they freak out and attack me, then what, what are you going to do? The, 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 that kind do you of have battle. a scroll of fireball? Was that one of the? <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, produce fire. Produce fire. <laughs> so this is what I do. I remove my bandoliers and all of my gear. So I just have my uniform and my badge of office, and I give all of it to Lomang, I suppose. Okay. Uh, and I approach, I call out loudly, I, I use diplomacy. Uh, I'm Officer Gomez of the City's Watch. I'm here to uh, negotiate. Uh, please let me in I, to, to also check on the health and uh, uh, well-being of the hostages. And I try to diplomatize my way in. So in front of you, by the way, you see beautifully carved marble steps that lead up 10 feet to a simple arbor made of dark wood. This is obviously the temple's entrance. You see two red wooden posts that rise up on either side of the base of the stairs that connect in an elaborate cross piece to create the impression of a beautiful gateway. In so, addition, I, so I approach that gateway. Okay, in addition, you also see uh, in the ground lots of thrown rocks and a couple of uh, bolts sticking out of the ground. As you can see, I have my hands out, my hands up. As you can see, I'm unarmed and unarmored. I am here only to talk. You hear a, uh, a weak voice coming from way inside, and you hear her say, Okay, we'll, we'll talk. You come in. We, I need to see you. All right, I, I, and I walk in. Walk up those stairs. Okay, so you walk in, and sure enough, you see... A cobalt. 
Looks like yeah, I'm, a, I'm speaking draconic, by the way. Okay, it's a cobalt scout, you believe? She has a crossbow and a short sword on her. She's nervously holding the crossbow, and she looks at you. She says, "Who, who, who, who are you? Who, who, what do you want?" I am officer. I am officer Gomez uh, of of the Edge Watch. I am here to negotiate the release of the prisoners and to listen to your demands. Please, please lead me to your leader, so we can so we can conduct proper negotiations. Um, well, um, I, 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 I can't really do that, but I could. Um, I, I, I can go talk to a, a battle leader, uh, uh, Renkrick. Uh, he, he's in charge of everything. I, I'm just, I'm just in charge of this room. Uh, I, I'm new. I'm new. This is my first big solo assignment. I'm real excited. But yeah, I think I think I could do that. So, so you're, you're Gomez, huh? Oh, Goblin, and you're speaking Draconic. That's really cool. So, um, uh, yeah, um, you know, you know, it's been really hard working here. They were working us to death. I tell you, it was terrible. Terrible, I tell you. Oh, but oh, you you, you wanted you wanted me to go get you, you want me to go get the battle leader. You're it, do, you're doing very very well. Oh. I, 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 Okay. I've never seen I've never seen a better guard. Uh, and I, I spin around. I look, look. You can report. You can report to your leader that I that I've come unarmed, and so I am no threat. And I'm here to talk about uh, your terms and your grievances. And I must also check on the uh, well-being of the hostages. So if you could go and get your leader, and uh, or get somebody who can bring me to your leader, and uh, I'll, I need to see uh, the hostages if I could. Oh, okay. Okay, um, that sounds that sounds okay to me. So you you, you wait right here, and I'll, I'll go fetch a, a battle leader, Rankrick, and and, and uh, hopefully he, he can help you out. Cause I, I I'm just guarding, I'm just guarding. So uh, you just, just just wait right here. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. All right, and I wait. And off she goes. So by the way, the room you're in is this beautiful fountain pavilion, and the air in here is really warm. You actually feel heat radiating pleasantly from the tile floor beneath. You see a large semicircle of basins protruding from the thick wooden walls in the north and the south, their warm water continuously draining away and replenished by a burbling dragon-headed fountain mounted on the walls above them. And to the east and the west, you see lattice walls and doors and that actually shows like the edge of the, the pavilion with a walkway continuing to the east. Again, it's uh, very beautiful. Like, in fact, if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, they're holding people hostage, you'd be like, this is very impressive architecture, quite exquisite, very delicate, beautiful. And the room, the heat you feel in this room is something unlike you've ever really felt before. It's radiating from the floor and the walls. It's quite nice. That's pretty cool. All right, so uh, when the guard is left, I approach the doorway and I peek down the hall. As soon as you step on that floor, you hear a click, and the dragon-headed fountains spray boiling water across the room right where you were standing. Give me a reflex save. Oh, no. 20. You do not get out of the way in time. Boo. So as you step on the plate, the boiling water sprays across your face, 
causing 20 points of damage. Oh my god. Uh, almost killing you instantly. Barely living as you have, what, two hit points left as the uh, the elaborate trap did exactly what I guess it was made to do. Now what do you do? That's horrible. Alright, so I will... Uh, I'll have to heal myself. So I left all my stuff behind. So I'm going to cast uh, heal. Uh, a two-action uh, two heal upon myself. Okay, mark it off. You give yourself a whopping uh, six plus eight points of healing. That's it. Fourteen healing back to you. Not bad. Um, do you do anything else? Uh, no, I gotta wait at this point. Okay. What about the rest of you, Pelokes? What are you doing? It means do we, for him do to we hear that or see that? Uh, I will say you definitely hear a whoosh and ah coming from. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. It's okay. It's okay. Don't don't rush in yet. My my own stupidity for not realizing cobalt or cobalt. Everything's good in there. Do I need to come in there? No, no, no. You're all right. You're all right. We don't, we don't want to spook them yet. I go up onto the steps, but not into the structure. It dawns on me I probably should have gone with you, uh, and because I have like uh, one of my investigator skills is like a passive trap sense. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Uh, so be it. I mean, I think you're the charisma guy, so you're still probably the right person to be doing the good. Yeah, and it's like, and, but... it's, and it's like one is less threatening. It's like right now, basically, I want them to not consider me a threat. Well, and one guy who's not one, not to put too fine a point, one guy who's their size. Yeah, exactly. Okay, coming down the hall, you count at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least eight kobolds tromping down the hall, all of them with various weapons and armor. What do you do? Uh, I, I am Lieutenant Gomez of the Watch. As you, as, as uh, I, I, tr I remember the name of the uh, uh, guard. What was the name of the guard? Dopa. Uh, as, as commendable guard Dopa probably informed you, uh, I am here to see to, as to the well-being of the hostages and also hear your demands uh, uh, so we can commence negotiations for the freedom of the hostages. Uh, and I also like to compliment you on uh, uh, on your preparations. Uh, they're most effective, as like as I say, as, like like uh, wringing some water out of my uniform. Way off in the back, you see a large cobalt. She is welding a great pick in her hands and a impressive armor, as well as spear sling. She's decked out. This must be the battle leader she hears what gomez has to say and then says to you in perfect common they're imposters it's a trap kill them all roll for combat Oops. well that's that and um wow she goes first look at that um <laughs> she's way in the back and she is going to Fra frankly i'm happy this simplifies things <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to make things simple. Although it is a bit of a bottleneck, to say the least. Because... She got a 29? Is that her number? Uh, let's see. Well, you can see on the right side, she rolled. She rolled a 19 for initiative. And she has a plus 10. So Damn, how's that? What, am, I, am I doing this wrong? Why do only, I only have a plus 4? <sighs> no, you have a plus 5. Oh, you're plus old, five. You rolled a 6. <laughs> plus 5 is not nearly as good as a plus 10. 
I, I guess I actually like this. Legally, I am in favor of this because I want them to actually attack first. Because then there's no question of of where we're, of where we're at. Uh, Seth, of you're, you've been scalded with water. What are you talking? No, no, about? no. That 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 doesn't count. That was that was a passive trap. Like this this is this is them actively attacking first an unarmed negotiator. I mean, like they do that, we are in no trouble with our boss when when, when the chips fall where they may. Wow, that <laughs> is amazing. I, I like Seth in this situation. He's been scalded. They attack him. Well, if it misses, she hasn't done damage. Seth will not attack her. So, um, Rancrick goes first. She is commanding from the rear with the gear. Slings, doggy, stop moving. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm enthralled with the little wiggle of the. Uh... Yeah, I know. Uh, she whips a rock at Gomez's head. 19 hits you right in the forehead for three points of damage. From awesome. what a sling. Awesome. A sling. So, so they drew first blood. We we now have carte blanche. We can just attack now. Um, Fire! And then she reloads and fires again. And that is a miss. And she says, kill them all! They Damn. are imposters! They're here to take your jobs! They're here to kill you! Basil, you're up. Well, all right then. Um... Sorry, give me just a second to think this over and double-check something. Basil, I have some good news for you. You see those squares marked with red? You recognize those as pressure plates, and standing on those will probably set off a trap. I wonder what type of trap. All right, do the cobalts count as the subject of my investigation? Well, you said you were trying to pursue the people who... You're trying to pursue the kidnapped people, right? Well, these are not the kidnapped people. These are the people holding the kidnapped people. So now, yeah, would he be able to get a sense as if the kidnapped people are still alive? Like from? Nope, he has no idea. They're burying. No idea. Okay, I, whatever. I I used it wrong. Whatever. It's that's cool. Um, perhaps I should have chosen the battle leader as the as the as the target. Whatever. Learn, 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 live and learn. At least I certainly hope we live. All right. Well. Um, Basil's going to try something new that he uh, stayed up late studying after our first shift last night. He is going to make some hand gestures and mutter some stuff under his breath, and a wall of force, also known as shield, comes up. Nice. Whoa. So what does that give you? A plus one. And then... Plus one to AC. But you could also use it as a shield, too. Yeah, and it has a hardness. You can reduce damage by five one time. Yeah, it's um, it's got a hardness of five, and okay. you can use it as a shield, yes. You've done that. Now what? <laughs> and I'm going to use my other two actions to cast Ray of Frost. All right, well, in that case, I now can see a few of the kobolds, so I will light up the one closest right in the front. But yes, in the hecticosity of his other cadet training, Basil had neglected to study up on the fact that he does know a few wizard cantrips. Or at least that's the ba- that's the backstory I'm going with. I like it. Although, what is the distance for Ray of Frost? 30 of it. I think it's 30, but give me a second. Sorry, this is where the play... It is 120 feet, so oh. you are good to go, okay, because the nearest kobold is uh, 35 feet from you, so you're good. 
I can actually shoot them in Duluth, Minnesota at this well, point. Well, most are 30 feet. Almost everything's either 30 feet or 120. That's like the two options usually. So go right ahead. Which one are you attacking? You'll roll. The one in the right in front with the kind of the reddish circle and the gray. Got it. You rolled a three. That's not going to hit. That is going to miss. You roll an 11. So you you bravely say, let me try this out. And you 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 push it off and it hits the wall. You're like, well, at least the fire didn't hit the wall and sets this whole place on fire. First time's the charm. Tickle goes. Tickle is very excited and is uh, being prompted by the battle leader to go kill Gomez. Tickle walks up to Gomez and then... Will throw her spear at you. Does a one hit you? No. It completely misses you, and she's like, "Go!" And she like takes another spear, ready to go. Next up is Dupa. Dupa, who's the one you were uh, talking with? Dupa's like, "Oh, oh, are, are we fighting now? Is this what we're doing? Oh, oh I'm so excited! I'm so excited!" And um, Dupa uh, takes up her crossbow and fires it at Gomez. Damn, Gomez here. Twelve. Misses. Gomez is just... You are you're a charmed goblin, I'll tell you, because everything is missing you just barely. I, I have the protection of the righteous. The gods are looking out for me because I, I was doing the right thing. Who are you? Are so far. I mean, see what the gods think in round two. Uh, the gods are not going to be helping with me in round two. I, I got one round of this, and then, the, then it's all over. <laughs> uh, she she curses. She quickly reloads the crossbow, and she's done. Kipper is up. Kipper also runs forward, all excited. And Kipper also throws a spear at Gomez. <laughs> at eleven, Gomez. What did you put in your breakfast today? You're just, like, dancing around. And uh, she's all like, ah! And then she uh, also uh, reloads. Gomez, you're finally up. And there are, like, rocks and weapons and spears all around this place now. What are you going to do? Uh, get the hell out of there is what I'm going to do. Uh, negotiations fail. They're attacking. We have to use force. And uh, I yell as I'm running out of the room to Lomang. Uh, how does it work when you gotta get stuff from from people? Because I want to get stuff. One interact action per item. All right. So uh, back over here. Well, stairs are difficult terrain. All stairs are difficult terrain, so it's gonna take you a little well, while to be, get back. All there. stairs are difficult terrain. So how far is it to Lomang? 5, 10, 15, 25, 35, 45 to get there. Uh, so it's two actions just to get me down there. All right, I accept it. Uh, two actions to get me down there. So I'll go there then. And uh, my last action, I will grab from him one of my bandoliers. Yeah, he can also then spend an interact action and give you. He can right. give you one too if he wants. Right, right, right. Okay, so I take the I take the bandolier. I have two bandoliers. One that has one of everything, and the other one that has the extra. And I grab the one that has one of everything. The spreet runs in, and the only one he sees is Basil. Basil, Basil Blackfeather, 
who's kind of on the stairs, so he's going to throw a spear, but he's not going to have a very good attack angle. Uh, I will say a 19 still misses because you have an 18 and I gave you cover, so you get a plus two. So it just misses you as it like bounces nice. off the wall. I appreciate you giving me cover. Well, they're going to have it too. Dougie, you're seeing things flying out. You're all excited. What are you going to do? Well, this is interesting. I'm going to go... Unless Basil said it, something about the trap, Dougie has no idea that's there. Um, well, shit, I did not actually say anything. Damn it. Okay, Dougie. Well, you did hear you did hear me yell and then say, I'm all right. So you know something is up well, there. Well, Dougie, give me a Basil reflex didn't save. Say yeah, right, he didn't um... say anything. 27. You get out of the way, but you still take half damage. Oh, oh God. So once again, the dragon heads raise their heads up and spray you with boiling hot water. You jump out of the way, but you still take 10 points of damage. Thanks, yeah. Basil. Thanks, Basil. No, one, no ones or twos there at uh, all. You, you do it again! Another well, one! <laughs> I mean, do I not know that those are there? I mean... I, I, well, you, I, you, well, you know, you know, you know. There's something there. You knew one was there. Um, well, I mean, there's no way I would think that there's one trap after another. Well, you found out the hard way. Give me another reflex save. Damn. Oh no. Nineteen does not make it. Oh, see, you guys do this without me. I'll be uh, sitting this one out. Twenty-four points. And I'm down. Go ahead. Lomang's up. All right, so save Dougie. So, um, when he did, I see any of that? You heard it. You definitely no. heard him. Yeah, they like ten foot, uh, ten foot differential. No way you can see it, but you heard it. <sighs> okay, so um, hmm. I wonder if like by you stepping on those, that means that they don't work anymore. You engage the trap. Like, does it reset? Roll or... play it out. Roll play it out, Christopher Beamer. Those stairs are difficult terrain? Stairs are difficult terrain. All right. I got to get up there. I don't know what's going on. 5, 10, 20. Or actually, 5, 10, 20, 30, right? Correct. Uh, what can I see from there? Because I can see stuff. You can see Dougie on the ground steaming with burn and like covered in water and you see a whole bunch of goblins sorry a whole bunch of kobolds standing around him with various weapons you better get in there jeez mm, save uh, me chris i'm gonna save you i mean it's i don't have enough actions to save you right now because i gotta yeah. move and then no i gotta got either grab you or you can stand on top of them what does that do nothing i could protect them actually maybe i will just do that for now. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I'll let you do it. Dougie's short. He's only five feet tall, I found out. So he's yeah. tiny. He's not, really? he's not tall. Yeah, yeah he's five not tall. Human? Yeah. yeah. 15. Mm -hmm. Does anything happen? No. Nothing happens. I go there. There's water all over the floor, though. And it's steaming hot. Alright, you're right in front of a whole bunch of gobolds. Yes, I am. Time to fight! Alright, I will flurry, though. Uh, attack. Go right ahead. Attack! Here we go. You need to start. You need to start knocking some things out. Start taking I care do. of uh, taking care of business. You have the plus one's already included. I'm assuming, right? Yes. You don't have to. It's all in there. I'm attacking the one to the right of me. 
25. Critical? No. Boom! He goes down right away. Crunch. He's knocked unconscious in one, one hit. All right, good. And, um... And I guess I don't need. I guess I can't keep punching, right? I can't hit the other guy. I guess. No, you can't. Double check that though. All right, if that's the case, then my turn is over. I'm gonna check it out though. Stangy is up. Stangy's like, oh no! You just brought down Kipper. Stangy walks there, and then Stangy's gonna try to uh, hit you with a spear, Lomang. Okay, so there is an interesting thing here in Flurry of Blows. So it says, make two unarmed strikes. If both hit the same creature, combine their damages for the purposes of resistances and weaknesses. That's something different. That is. I understand what that means. That's like, yeah. so if you have to get past hardness or whatever. But this fact that says, if they if both hit the same creature, implies that you could choose to not oh, hit the same creature. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, you can attack it. You can attack another target with it. All right, so... So I was correct. Let's note that. <laughs> All right. Move. But I'm just saying it's. Save I know me. You've been doing it for Save years me. or whatever. All right. I'll attack another target. I'll attack the one that's to the, uh, I guess, southeast. So I went next to him. 20. You hit. Nice. <laughs> down goes Tikal. I'll save you. All right. So two are down. Now Steggy goes. Steggy runs on top. And then tries to spear Lomang. Critical hit. 25 Great. points of damage on Lomang. From a Cobalt. Wow. And done. Cobalt worker. Not even a warrior. A Cobalt worker. Okay, the battle leader goes. The battle leader. You're in trouble now. Oh, you're in trouble now. Battle leader gets a little closer. Not quite close enough. Close enough that Lomang is scared. Lomang's really scared. I'm really scared. not scared of much. Well, Lomang's scared. Lomang's scared not. of this, though. Because yep. he knows that this woman is holding a great pick. And a great pick can kill even the strongest orc. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, the, 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 the Cobalt Worker almost killed me. So, yeah. Right. Wait, now the boss is going to come by. With a natural 20, right? Is that a natural 20? That was a natural 20. Yeah. Um... Well, I, I seem to roll those. That's all I seem to roll. So uh, uh, they'll use their sling. Does a twenty hit Lomang? Do I have cover? Yeah, you have a minus. You have one for your cover. Nineteen hits. hits you. I know. Four points of damage, and then reloads. Basil's up. It's not looking good, Basil. Yep. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to use my first action to move further in. Man, monsters are just better than us, aren't they? They get a plus 10 to hit. That's because they're monsters. They're monsters. They're yeah, monster a workers. Kovalk is plus 10. They're much. They're very strong. I thought you liked I thought you liked that. I'm, I'm a frontline martial class with a magic weapon, and I only get plus 9 to hit. I'm going to devise a stratagem okay. on Steggy. Okay. And then I'm going to attack with my sword cane. And oh, by the way, I'm going to shout the... There's... One more pressure plate between me and Lomang. Okay, there you oh, go. Oh, shit. I almost stepped on that. What's happening to... Oh, Doug, it doesn't matter until his next turn, right? Should I still yeah. put in the plus two for the yeah. divide the stratagem manually? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, sure. Either do it manually or either just do it in our Yeah, head. I did it. 18 to hit. You hit. And you get the sneak attack damage too, right? Correct. Nine points of damage. Down goes Steggy. 
Nice. We're done. You're complaining it. You've already killed three of them. Sorry, you've already knocked out three of them. Uh, Dupa is going. Dupa, with her crossbow, uh, fires a Lomang. Because, you know, why not? Does a natural one hit Lomang? Almost. <laughs> Completely misses you. She quickly reloads and shoots again. Twelve. Nope. Gomez, you're up. You just heard, uh, there's like a lot in there. Alright, so, uh, do <laughs> I have... by the way, is watching all this going, ooh, ah, ooh, like, we're, like, all reacting to everything. And seeing, like, Gomez running out, and everyone running in. This is, like, quite the showstopper. You've got quite the commanding audience. Yes. Five, ten. Like, how far, how far forward do I have to go to get line of sight on, uh, Dougie? Like, like, like can I do the, can I do that in one yes. move? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, cast heal on Dougie. Okay. There you go. Maximum heal, no less. So that's the two action version. Nice. So that's plus eight. Does that heal me too, or no? No, no. It's the oh. one. It's a targeted plus eight version. Um, I'll give it to you. Hold on. So you get sixteen hit points. Damn. Nice. Now, I was at negative six. Am I at 10 or nope, 16? Nope, negatives don't exist. Negatives okay, that, all right. Just making sure. Uh, Dougie um, gets healed, wakes up, and is looking up Lomang's skirts. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't wear a skirt. That's true. He shrieks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, you ever see Guar? Guar. You're like, calm down there, Dougie. I, I hear they play good guitar. They do. They'll eat your And they will go far. Okay, so this guy, a sneaky cobalt, looking much more serious than the other ones, covered in soot, which is something weird upon itself, goes up to uh, Lomang and has a vial of something and throws uh -oh. it. Better not be fire! Throws it at Lomang! You get hit squarely in the face with a vial of acid. Now, this is what's going to happen. You take one point of damage. Dougie oh, that's not much. also takes one point of damage. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's, yeah, but I probably have a dot on me, right? And now you have a dot on you, and the acid is continuously burning you. Ah! Acid! It burns! It burns! The hot water would blast that acid right off. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> hot water would just insta-kill me. Steve, I also think my shield expires, so I think I'm back down to a 17 armor class. Oh, okay. It only lasts one round? Oh, yeah, it only lasts one round. Uh, Esperit is up. The Cobalt decides to step up. Hello, Mang, and we'll spear you. Eight really misses, critical miss. Spears you again, a two. Josh goes into the hallway, also has a fun little vial of acid, throws that at Basil. Oh, critical miss. Oh, flaws on him. I catch it and throw it back. <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't even take the splash damage if it's a critical miss, so you get no damage. Dougie, you uh, wake up, and you had one point of damage on you from the acid, by the way, so you're down to 15 hit points. You, um, you are prone and underneath Lomang, so I would say... 
you can either delay and let Lil Man go since you're right next to each other, or you can go, but you would... Yeah, you would, I'm going to delay. I'll okay. delay. I'm probably not going to move, though, so you better... Well, you better get out of the way, otherwise Dougie can't get out of the way, and then he's going to lose his whole turn. So you're up, Lil Man. So wait, so is that how that works? Because we, we should know that, like... I'm guessing I, I'm guessing I shouldn't even have been allowed to be in a square. That's what I'm guessing. Well, in theory, actually, I think you can when someone's prone and unconscious. I was being nice and letting you do it. So here's the thing. He can do this. He can spend one action to crawl five feet, one action to stand up, and then one action to move. Or you can spend one action to move. Whatever you want, little man. It's up. I mean, see, the problem is I have to spend a lot of actions for me not to die. That's my main That's the Yeah. Main let, wait, let, me ask, let me ask, does this game have uh, squeeze mechanics where no. You, you, no. you fit nope. things into a square? It's all gone. Nope. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're either flat-footed or that you're not. So I may have it. to retreat even. Okay. Well, you're up. You tell me what you're going to mm. do. Now, you can spend two actions to try to get rid of the acid otherwise you're going to get burned at the end of your turn and then it's a flat check where you basically have to roll uh, a 15 or higher to get rid of the acid it's just um, uh, the discretion valor come come by me get the acid off i'll heal you up send you back run in. away from the kobolds uh, yeah come, come you, you come back to the healer get healed up send you back into the game you, you, yeah you, you, yeah you, you know. all right let me move then Actually, I could attack and then move, too. I could do that. That is an option. Yeah. You I want like... that dot on you, dude? But you do have the dot. You need two actions to get rid of that dot. Yeah, pretty much. I, the dot only does one damage. Like, I'm kind of oh, no. okay. Well, how much, a man, how much a man can take it? You're telling me a man, a man <laughs> yeah, can take yeah. it? I mean, that I have was more important splash to do. damage. That was a splash damage. The dot is now burning you. You're burning with acid. It's going to hurt. When it finally gets through your stuff and hurts you it's gonna it's gonna sting i tell you sting all right let me think about this hold on you know what uh yeah i'll retreat i guess fuck i don't like this option but let's do it all right running away from the kobolds everybody make sure that gets into the the uh the so show. that's 30 right there low man and what, what what do i do to what can i do to get the rid of the acid all you do is a flat check Roll a d20, and that's it. It has to be a 15. Well, no, this is what happens. It can't be a medicine check. So you roll a 15 flat check to see if you remove it. Nah, that's not worth it, I don't think. Um, and then if you don't remove it, it becomes a dc10 check from there on out. Yeah. So, All right, I'm actually going to... That's one action. Second action, I'm going to yank a potion out of my bandolier. Yeah. And I'm going to drink the regular 1d8 potion because I'm cheap. Okay, the 1d8. Roll the 1d8. You got four left. Eight. Nice. Oh, oh, right. hey. That's a good one. That's a good one. And now the acid burns you, burns you for one point of damage. Oh, so it's 1d6. Oof. Yes. Does one oh, I thought six. you said it was one point of damage. No, he said it was one point. Well, I mean, on the lesser acid, it says damage one acid persistent acid damage persistent. One d six persistent acid damage and one acid splash damage. That's an. Acid How much do those flask. cost? That's really good. We should get three those. gold pieces. I, I know. Oh my god. 
We yeah, yeah ass is really good. There's a whole bunch of things that are good in this game. Right, You're going to find out. All of them are going to be applied to you. You're going to see them all. Trust me. Um, yeah, okay. Just roll a 1d20, and we'll see if you get rid of it, if it it's fades or not. Yep. Doing it. 18. Guess what? Nice. Acid gone. I like it. You pat it out. You, you brush it off. Dougie's up. I have a question. Did you roll for Trap Finder when I entered the room? Uh, yes. Okay. I have bonuses for that. Uh, all right, so I'm going to take damage. So I'm going to spend two turns to get the acid off me and one turn to stand. You don't have it on you. You don't have it on you. It's only on... Okay. <laughs> you, okay, let me explain to you how this well, I have works. an icon, depuff icon on me. Yeah, that's wounded. So every time you drop, oh. you get one step closer to death. So if you drop again, you well, can I thought take... that was the acid. Okay. No. no. No, this is how it works. The acid had a thing called splash. Everyone next to the square took one point of damage. Everyone, including the person who gets hit. The person who gets hit gets a dot. That's how it works. Okay. You're on the floor. All you're right. wounded one, I which stand means you're up. one step closer to death. You stand up. That's right, one stand action. stand up. And I... Now, if you had your maul, you dropped it, by the way. Yeah, that's I picked up my maul. Pick up the maul. That's two. And I attack. Uh, that's X three. Sets. There we go. 21. Damn. 10 points of damage. All right. And I am done. Oh, cool. Got it. Uh, Dougie, you see the trap next to you now. Now you realize, hey, look at those traps. Um, hey, guys, there's a trap right there. there. Don't step in this square. No kidding. All right. Seeing all of the other kobolds go down, the battle leader has decided to take matters into her own hands. She strides up to you, Dougie. She steps in the trap. She strides oh, she in between one. Dougie and Basil, takes out her great pick, and attacks Dougie and then Basil in a haphazard hack, it's called. It's a special attack where she's flailing around, attacking you all. First comes Dougie. That's like a cleave attack. Well, that sounds like that sounds like some bullshit. Oh, that's a miss. Critical miss. Critical miss. Notice that. Uh, notice the um, crit damage there, though, if it manages to crit you, and then does the same thing to Basil. Wow. She rolled Jeez. a one and a four, and barely. Yeah, again, the crit damage would have one-shotted me. <laughs> 29 points of crit. Um, Basil barely gets out of the way, and she's like, curses! Now, by doing that haphazard attack, she's now flat-footed, so she's easier to attack and hit. Basil, you're up. Well, then it's stratagem time. I'll devise a stratagem and attack, so I'd be plus four instead of plus two. Yes. If you want to do it that way 21 you hit seven points of damage nice i'm going to go for one more attack okay and that one is going to be a net of minus two because i believe it's minus is it minus four or minus five for the sword can hold on no it's agile so it's, it's agile so it's four. minus four and i lose the plus two but i still have the so it's minus two with the flat-footed still. Do you get the plus two for a stratagem or no? No. Well, it doesn't matter because you rolled the I get the crit. 
Nice. Um, only six points of damage, but I still feel good about critting. Uh, well, the funny thing is you barely critter because the 25 is almost not enough to uh, overcome her, but 10 points of damage. I don't, get the, I don't get the sneak attack. Oh, you don't get the sneak attack? No, She's sneak attack. Oh, you no. only get it if you're devising strategy. Yeah, sneak attack's only on the devising strategy. And you're not a rogue. Okay, six points of damage. Dupa That's 13 points in one round. That's not nothing. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Dupa sees all this, and she's going to attack from um, from far away. And she's going to use uh, her crossbow. Hey, Dougie. Cover. You do have cover. Misses you. And reloads, and that's it. Gomez is up. Electric arc. Let's hit. Are you too far? No. This is 30 feet, right? Oh, you can barely hit them. Yeah, you can hit. So uh, on uh, Rekarak. Okay. And bounce it over to uh, Josk, whoever's behind, right behind it. Okay, Josk. All right, let me roll. Oh, no. That could do max damage. Rekarak makes their saving throw. They both do. So four points of damage each. And I have one action left. And for that action, I will attempt to demoralize Rekarak. Give it up, Rekarak. You have no chance. What's that do, demoralize? If successful. Puts the fear of God into them. Puts fear on them. Nice. You can you can do it. It's an intimidation check. Yep. They are not intimidated. An 11 does not work. Not intimidated. Not impressed. Not impressed. Um, Chessel pulls out another acid flask and throws it at Dougie. 14. Mrs. Dougie, you take one point of damage and so does Rakarak, which is the funny part because they're in the splash zone. Uh, That's good. Dougie, you should have 14 hit points. Oh, I thought you were doing that. No, you do your hit points. You do your hit points. Alright. You guys should actually be doing everything. Um, so... Then pulls out a short sword. That one's dead. Josh goes. Josh also has a lesser acid and decides to throw it at Blackfeather. That's lesser acid. I wonder what greater acid is on. Uh, that will hit. And Rakarak also takes one point of acid damage. Rakarak's like, stop hitting me with the acid! <laughs> this is actually a great formation. <laughs> All right, so that's two total. No, just one. Oh, just I don't get one splash. point. I don't get the splash. You only get splash. Do do I get two points no. of damage or one? One, one. Because I was at sixteen. Well, you you got one point of splash when it first hit Lomang. So uh, how it works is anyone who gets hit and anyone next to gets splash damage automatically, okay, unless it's a critical miss, and then you get. Nothing. I should have fifteen though, because that no, was before I had... got healed. I no, you healed. had 16. No, you had 16. Then, no, what, this is how it worked. You got 16. Then you delayed. Then you got hit with the acid. You went down to 15. You just got hit again. You got hit down to 14. Oh, so that's correct. right. Yeah, Romang, you're, right. you're up. How much does the Lay on Hands badge heal? <laughs> One. It's just six. Six points. Automatic. I activate the Lay on Hands badge. Boom. One action. <laughs> and let's move. Now that... Uh, most of the riffraff's gone. Lomang's like, oh, it's time for me to go back and take care of business. Save us, Lomang, again. So that's 
10, 15. Step on that uh, square right in front of Just Racker. Just a little closer. Just a little closer. Maybe it'll go off and hit everyone. Won't that be funny? How do you get there? Oh, are you going through Basil Square? Sure. All right. Oh, that's so true. He there. can't go there. I, I wipe my acid-soaked coat on him while he goes by. <laughs> <laughs> I will attack, attack. Okay. You hit. Who are you attacking? The battle leader? Just the one to the north, yeah. Seven points of damage. She's not looking too good. Let's do another one. Not looking good at all. There we go. It's minus four, not minus three. The plus one's already in there. It's always minus four. Always minus four. No, no, but it's agile, isn't it? So it's less, right? Right. Minus four. Agile's minus four. Regular's minus oh, four. Oh, it's normally, no, normally minus five? Yes. Okay, shit. Right, uh, so 21. She is not... She should be flat-footed, too. She is flat-footed. Oh. But he doesn't do extra damage. Okay, you hit. Six points of damage. She's in really bad shape. Doggy's up. Doggy's up. All so right. He's got acid on him. He's Let's... half dead. He's covered in water. Don't forget your badge. You can heal. That's <laughs> true. All right, I'm going to do a Tucker. Yeah. Oh, 19 hits? Wow. 19 hits. Wow. Doing 13 points of damage. <laughs> Boom. Down she goes. Crunch. Move forward. And whap the, uh, let's see, Josk is going to get it. Where Josk? What did Josk ever do? Dougie's literally standing on top of three unconscious kobolds moving onto that square. It's like they just keep piling up. You're supposed to Oh, should never have angered him. It's a minus oh, five. Oh, that's right. I thought minus it was a five. Uh, uh, minus flat five. I keep thinking flat five. Guys, this is, this is how it works. Don't do any of those. The only things you should be putting in is minus four, minus five, minus eight, or minus ten. That's it. I will do the rest. You right. never have to do anything else, okay? I will take care of the rest. So you okay. roll a 22, and you hit. Ten damage. Ten points of damage. You hit her. Boom, right in the face. Six plus four. Strength. Almost down, not quite. Nuts! Much stronger than the other one. Basil, you got acid on your coat. But you definitely are pressing the attack. They are moving, uh, well, forward. So what do you do? Out, so I can see all of them in the hallway. And I'm going to cast Electric Arc on the front, too. Okay. Okay, reflex saves. Uh, first one makes sense. Second one makes it, so three points of damage each. <laughs> the one that uh, Dougie softened up for you um, uh, goes down. He was teetering. Good. And I just kind of tap tapped him over with the lightning. Yeah. Um, and I believe that's two actions to do that, correct? Yeah, and I, and I move for the third one, so I'm done. Okay, so you take six points of acid damage. It burns! It burns! Give me the flat check to see if you can rub it off quickly. Maybe some of the acid got onto Lomang instead. Oh, I hope not. Nope. Nope. Ten does not do it. Dopa is up. Dopa, the one who's seen it all, who is aware of what's going on. Run away! 
<laughs> she is running away. Gomez is up. All right, so I will enter into the room. Uh, I think we have one cobalt still up, right? One cobalt, that's it. All right, I, I, I blast it. There's a mound of cobalts below Dougie. Dougie's standing on top of right. so many cobalts that Dougie is it's uneven terrain stealing at this point. Okay, now here here is an important distinction. My uh, sorcerer bent, like my sorcerer uh, element for this guy was earth, not fire. Okay. So when I produce flame, I actually produce blunt force damage that doesn't catch things on fire. Okay. That's good uh, to know. Yeah, because we're in a we're in a, we're in a tinder tinderbox. Uh, and I will, I will, for the fun of it, produce flame on that thing. Or produce rock on that thing. I'll produce a stone in that thing's face. <laughs> That's right. If it's earth, you toss huge hunks of rock. And I like that. 15 misses. Boo. Chill is up. Chill sees this, and Chill runs away. Lomang's up. What do you do? I need healing yeah, it's it's rough. It's like, are they gonna go and kill the hostages if we have to run after them, or are they just leading us well, into traps? Wait, where where, where is this? Where did this guy go? Where'd he go? Down the hall. Down the hall. Down the but, hall. So How come I don't see him. So so there's two. There, there's, there's stairs there. going up, and there's doors. You don't you don't know where they went. All right. There's two considerations. Uh, with, like if you run blindly down that hall, you will get trapped because they're cobalt. Are you running there? You're running there. Okay. Yeah. But you run but, into but the. How, but you, how does Seth shoot him if he can't? Uh, he I can't see him from here. But Seth the Gomez. No, he ran. Him. He ran away he after. Ran that. right before your turn. Oh. Uh, so you run into the atrium. That's my first move. It's a beautiful open sky atrium, and you see the stone and iron lanterns, the size of humans, to the north and south of you, as well as a foot a staircase, fifteen feet up to the east of you. So. That's a lot of difficult terrain, and there's doors there, but they do appear to be open. So, so I I move thirty. Like he he must have been way down the hall already, huh? Because that's thirty. That's you should moves. be careful of traps. You should well, be I'm wary going, of that. You're, know, you're, you're not going to survive any. You're going to get knocked out. You you go up, and sure enough, you see two of the cobalts standing on the other side of the room. There's a door that is closed, and that's as far as they were able to get. Cobalts also have an extra ability to run away. Alright, so so my third action, I go to Crane Stance. Oh my god, you were never doing that. That's funny. Nope. Dougie's up. Alright. Well, I'm gonna run forward. I'm charging right behind Lomang, who has a chicken icon on his uh, character. And there's ten. That's two actions and for a third action i am going to use my badge okay you heal six and i'm done basil you're up still got acid on you i'm pretty much follow the crowd well wait can i try to put the acid out yeah it's two actions but sure all right i'll try to put the acid out for two actions okay so flat check you put the acid out. Nice. Okay, and with my third action, then I will follow the crowd. So again, you're quickly running through this beautiful atrium. It's roofless, open air. There's wooden lattices 
I stopped um, to take a selfie. It, it's so nice. It's really like, wow, this is a very elegant, you know, pagoda. How many actions to take it all in? <laughs> Other than the fact that there's like, you know, 15 unconscious kobolds behind you. It's quite nice. <laughs> okay, Dopa opens up that door and goes through. Ten more kobolds. Yay! All with the big pickaxes. Oh, man, you're up. All right, I am going to move to my maximum move, which is, what, 25? 5, 10, 15, so it's, like, over here somewhere, right? Is that right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That's is 25, that... yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, let's top off Lomang. I'm going to give him a I'm gonna give him a heal. I'm going to give him a two-action heal. What's, can you do the group heal? I mean, The group heal is, one, is 1d8. And I don't know times how that affects. Four, There's and I don't. Four. I don't know how that affects the unconscious kobolds that are scattered in the in the area of effect. And, and uh, I, kind of don't, I, I don't want. I don't want to engage that question, and I don't want to roll a one. So I'm going to instead heal Lomang and get a guaranteed plus eight. That would be so funny, because they all come. Yeah. Like, why then... wouldn't it? Why Why wouldn't that? Happen? Why wouldn't it? <laughs> work would. That it would happen. I mean, it's not common that you're going to be fighting. 10 kobolds at once. So we'll just leave it at that. Lomang heals 15. Pretty good. Nice. So Lomang, you get 15 points back. Chesel goes through the door, closes it behind him, and disappears. Lomang, you're up. Almost fully healed. A lot of yep. swings. That's the thing. Pathfinder 2. You're up. You're down. You're fully healed. You're almost dead. You're fully healed again. All over the place. Lomang, you're up. Delay open, your right? action. Yes. Delay your action. The door is open. Okay, I'll delay my action to after Dougie. Dougie is up. I'm going to one, two, three, four, five. And is that door open? or is? Yeah, or the door is open. Door? And inside you see a antechamber of an octagonal chamber lined with low stone benches. You see underneath each bench is a honeycomb of small built-in cubicles. On the walls, colorful tile mosaics portray a tranquil stream winding through a deep forest with tiny half-hidden humanoid creatures peeking out between branches or behind trunks or underneath rocks. A large ornate brass seal depicting a winged dragon is embedded in the center of the room's wooden floor. Soft flute-like music emanates around the room and along with a gentle breeze. Bronze double doors to the east and the west are the only room's exits. The door in front of you is open. The door to the east is closed. And that's where you last saw the kobolds go. Right. Uh, do I see any traps is the question. You Took a look with your free thing and do not see any traps. Okay, those are difficult terrain actions. if you're trying to walk on top of those. Those are actually stone benches. So if you're going to walk on top of them, it's going to take two actions to walk on top of those. So that actually would be all your actions to trying to walk around the side of the room. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. That's one they action. Ran, they ran straight. One, one two. That's double three, action. Three, four. That's a double action, so it's 20. 3, 4, 5. 25. Okay, so that's two actions. And that is Ten. 1, 2, 3, that's 4. A, yeah, it takes an action to open the door, so that's as far as you can get. You're done. Okay, all right. That's where I go. Lomang, you're up. Okay. I don't trust that dragon. 
Watch that dragon. 15, 20, 25, 30. And I open the door. Oh, boy. You open the door. You're all under arrest. Surrender. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com.